Welcome to another episode of Lost in Translation. And this is the second episode, and my name is Damila Lafalabi. And today, mm, I'm not Grandpa Toby because I have with me a beautiful guest on the podcast today, and her name is Darlene. Hey, Darlene. Hey, Dami. Darlene, Darlene. My grandma used to call me that. Ah, see, I'm in the spirit. Yes. <laughs> How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Trying to wake up. Trying to wake up. <laughs> so it turns out that this is your first ever recording ever in doing any kind of like recording. Yes, ever in life. Ever in life. Mm-hmm. How does that feel? Um, It's, it's a little nerve-wracking you nervous i'm nervous <laughs> okay 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 i don't make yourself down this is just all fun all right yeah, yeah. no stakes okay okay so lost in translation what do you think about lost in translation this is the second episode and in this in this second episode things like get really crazy with grandpa and trisha you know but i just i wanted to just pick your brain about what you think about the whole concept of lost in translation um, as far as what you're doing, yeah, I think it's a good thing, you know, because it's a, it's a real thing. Mm. So I think um, it's good to address things like that and bring it to the forefront yeah. because we all, you know, pretty much know or have experience or know somebody who who experienced that. Yeah, you know, just the missing the the translation uh-huh. of things when you're speaking to somebody. Um, so I think it's a good thing to bring to the foreground. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I like I like I like how you say that because uh, this all just stemmed from my experience as a Nigerian in America mm-hmm. and just boiling it, boiling it down to language. Someone said to me, um, "Can you?" Can you uh, can you give me the tea? Like what's happening? I I just literally went wanted, wanted to make you know tea. Like make what do you tea. want? You know Earl Grey. And and then it hit me like oh like they're you know the, when you move to a new culture, mm-hmm. you have to understand how they communicate. And yeah. if, if if you don't take time to listen, mm-hmm. you you know communication will be missed. So mm-hmm. that's what gave mm-hmm. birth to this. And I was like, oh how. How can I use this to also start other conversations that mm-hmm. that pertain to our culture mm-hmm. as, as Africans and African Americans? So, so mm-hmm. I'm happy to, to be doing this with you this morning. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's so good to have you on the Lost in Translation podcast. Thank you for having me. See, I like that smile. That smile is going to make me forget all my questions. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, I mean... I remember the first time I saw you. It was at uh, it was at salsa dancing. It was at Denise's. No, I seen you. I seen you before, before that. I seen oh, okay. You, I seen you at Eileen's. I seen you at oh, Eileen's okay. before Denise's. Yeah. Okay, okay. I seen you before then. You mm-hmm. know, but then then Denise. Then I saw you. You know, dancing. I was like, mm-hmm. she can move. Oh yeah. How, how, where did you learn how to move like that? Um. Well, 
I think it's just something that obviously God put in me because I just love to dance. Like no matter what music comes on, I'm dancing. Even in the grocery store, my son used to be embarrassed because something, you know, they just be playing crazy music in the store sometimes. He'd be like, hey, hey. And he'd be like, mom. <laughs> but, but Latin dancing, I had um, friends that were from Puerto Rico, um, Dominican Republic, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. And my girlfriend, she took me dancing and I just fell in love and we would go all the time, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, dancing. Wow. So yeah. she, she taught me. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So, so you, so you're very much exposed to diverse cultures and, and you, yes. you embrace that. I do. I do. I always say my friends are like the United Nations. <laughs> <laughs> but then but then you grew up in Michigan. I did. And now you're in Reading. So how 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 in the name of Michigan did you get <laughs> did I, exposed did I to that? Here? Yeah. Did you come here and you know have that exposure to to you know to multiple cultures and just having a heart for that? I think um just the way um my parents raised me, you know, people are people. So, you know, of course you see skin color, yeah. but you just see people. So yeah. it's just like, I'm just friendly to everybody. So um, just in school, people that I, um, that I was drawn to, you know, you mm -hmm. just talk to them and some people you just become fast friends. Some people, you know, you remain associates and it just kept going, you know, on through high school, through college and into my adulthood, you know, you just, become friends with people and then you just hang out. Like I have a Vietnamese friend and I'm so happy. Oh my. Cause she cooks for me. Um, oh my. Like when oh you say my. pho, like I don't eat any pho outside of hers because I'm so nervous. Like if I eat it and I'm gonna hate it. Cause like <laughs> hers is, she spoiled it's me. It's the you know? bomb. All yeah, right. cause she's like restaurant quality cook. See, you yeah. need to give me that plug. You need to introduce yeah. me to you. This is your friend. <laughs> well, you're going to have to come to Georgia because that's where she is. All the way in Georgia? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because, okay. you okay. know, I went from Michigan to Georgia and then to here. Wow. So, that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Well, you, something you said just, you know, piqued my interest. You know, they talked about how your parents raised you. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious about that. I mean, you are well advanced now. Like, you know, you grew up in 70s, 80s America. And what was that like? Like, how did your parents raise you? You know what was that like? Like gr growing up in 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 the, in the culture and community at that time. Mm -hmm. What was that like, and how is that different now from what you see? So I think um, I just wasn't exposed to a lot of uh, negativity. You know, like things that are that exist, but um, I just wasn't exposed to it. I think just because my parents kind of sheltered us from that. Like it's there and they probably were experiencing it, but we were like oblivious, wow. you know? And um, so you hear about things, but I just didn't experience certain things until I got older. So my, but my neighborhood was, um, it was mostly um, Hispanic people in, right in my neighborhood. In Michigan? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, we, we lived in an area where there was a large Latin culture um, so there were, you know, Cubans. It was mostly like um, Mexican. Oh, where in Michigan was that? 
in uh, Grand, Rapids, Grand Rapids, but on the side of town we lived in. We lived on the west side of town. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so we used to call it Little Mexico. That's what we, we used to say. Poco Mexico. But we loved it, you know, because they had our little corner stores, so you go try different stuff, and yeah, we loved it. And um, so it was different. And I do remember though the first time we, my sister and I met, um, not met, we didn't meet them, but we saw a Cuban person because they looked like us. They, you yeah. know, black skin. Yeah. And um, he started speaking Spanish, and we were like, he's speaking Spanish. So we went home and we asked my mom. <laughs> you know, we said we saw a black guy, but he was speaking Spanish, and she said, oh, he's probably Cuban. You know. So then she, of course, explained. So we were like, okay, you know, so, but yeah. That's a beautiful story. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, let's, let's bring that to Lost in Translation now. Mm -hmm. Like, Lost in Translation is, 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 follows that kind of concept to where blacks, like, it's just our, our culture, our history. So you, you find uh, a Nigerian African man, you know, living in America with a, a foster, foster child in his care who, who is an african-american mm -hmm. and they just go at it every mm -hmm, time like mm -hmm. i'm curious to know your thoughts about <laughs> that i mean the entire the, the concept of it and the entire episode like did you laugh did you enjoy did you get the jokes i mean what yeah what, what was it about episode two that you know what do you think about it uh i enjoyed it i thought you know parts of it was funny and then it it was interesting to see how not only you know the the age difference how there can be a, a loss in translation but also because you know the grandpa's nigerian like literally from <laughs> nigeria and she's from america and she's saying things that he's like Wait, what? What are we talking about? <laughs> you know, thinking that he understood what she said, but he didn't, you know. And she's like, but why doesn't he understand what I'm saying? What, What is going on? You know, so it was very interesting because those are real life things that happen, you know, so. Have, have, you, have, have you ever had an experience like that with an African person? Or have you known someone who, who's experienced that where, like, something gets lost in translation? Um, yeah, like, like, well, I'll just speak like recently, there's, um, um, a person that I, I met here, uh, she's from Germany. So, you know, we say certain things and she's, she's almost like, I told her, you have like, um, the inquisitivity, like a, like a child, you know, cause she'll say, what does that mean? What does that mean? Mm -hmm. You know, cause she doesn't understand like how we word things sometimes. Yeah. And so she would just, she'd just ask like, what does that mean? But you're not thinking, you know, as you're speaking, like she's not going to understand this mm -hmm. you, and you don't realize she doesn't until, you know, she'll ask, what does that mean? You know, so. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. Cause when, when we're creating the episode, you know, gravy <laughs> gravy it was it was from a place where i was like what are the things that what 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 kind of things can african people like give a knee-jerk reaction to so if 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 someone says oh i'm gravy like <laughs> like a natural person <laughs> probably like a grandpa we hear the extreme opposite of that, mm -hmm. like, and go from gravy. How do you go from gravy to graveyard? Right. It's just, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and I, I wonder, like, did you, like, did you grow up with your grandparents? Like, grand, you know, grandma, grand, grandpa, 
And what was what was what was their take on like how did they react to to spiritual situations like in like like simple things that happen like take for example I have an auntie back home she's way older mm-hmm. like if you hit your leg something like oh that's the devil get that anointing oil like everything everything has the anointing oil like everything is like you cast them by you know mm. and it's like they take spirituality so deep and so mm. like into everything mm-hmm. like is that is that is that the same here is is, is that a parallel here too within the african-american culture um some some like okay. ev- not not everybody of course and probably not everybody yeah. in nigeria but um but yeah some some are like that everything is you know um so what what you call it heavenly minded everything <laughs> is so religious you know mm. as far as the the speaking and things but my grandparents um weren't too much like that my my grandmother my mom's mom um my her dad he died when i was really young i do i remember him but um my grandma would make us go to church you know every sunday and she went to a baptist church and then we'd be like oh we don't wanna go and she'd be like get in the car you know (laughs) (laughs) but she wasn't really like overly religious that you know Mm. everything was you know a spiritual matter and then my my dad's parents were not you know that way either so so, so when when you think about how how spirituality and culture was that was was like back then for their generation mm-hmm. do you, has there been any change in our generation today what do you see i mean you being able to see the difference between that generation and this mm-hmm. younger generation what it, it, has there been any direct impact like positively or negatively? I think that like now I feel like my my generation for sure I, I can speak in my family yeah. um, was definitely impacted by going to church because we had to like go to church every uh-huh, Sunday uh-huh. and so I think it did like affect us and instill different things in us than the generation in my family yeah. that's under us um, it's just really different you know they're they're um not as um i think as they're they're getting older they're they're more into um spirituality than when they were um growing up so i think and i'm not sure you know if it's because like my parents were the way they were leading to me and then to my son being where he is right now so i think the the um effect is that if your parents were that way yeah. and instilled that in you, then you kind of mostly carry that on. Not everybody, but but if they weren't, then you don't know any better. And so then you're not fully connected that way spiritually. Oh, well, mm-hmm. that, that's, if, if I'm making sense. It does, it does. <laughs> because because I, 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 I have a similar experience too where mm-hmm. like my mother, practically dragged all of us to church mm-hmm. like it's like that thing like at 7 a.m mm-hmm. you know let's go, let's go, heard, you know mm-hmm. and i can see the influence of that in my life mm-hmm. you know but another thing that I, I find interesting which sort of is the catalyst for starting this um um whole content lost in translation mm-hmm. is, is is the gulf between 
Africans and African Americans, Africans mm-hmm. on the continent and African Americans. Mm-hmm. And when I got here, I I started to hear perspectives that were single stories that were not necessarily true. They mm-hmm. were true to certain people that it have, that it happened to, but it wasn't like a general perspective. And mm-hmm. and I felt like why we shouldn't be hostile towards one another. We shouldn't have mm-hmm. these resentments towards one another. Mm-hmm. You know, but then are these beliefs um is there a point to that? Like do, do they have reasons to hold such 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 thoughts? I'm like, hmm, okay, what if we start a conversation about that? Like mm-hmm. rather than, you know, Twitter firing shots at one another, like or mm-hmm. just like be at work. Why can't we just start something and have conversations and like, okay, mm-hmm. Why do you think this way about me? Why do I think this way about you? Right. And you know, I'm, I'm curious to know what your experience has been like. That of like what you've heard about Africans from the continent, or what you've experienced, and you know what you think about that. Um, I hadn't like heard anything, you know, really negative yeah, okay. along the way. It's just that. Um, you see things that that happen, um, or like you say in social media, uh-huh. you see how people um, respond to things that are African versus African American, um, and then you wonder like why is it like that? Yeah. Um, so I do realize because I do have you know some African friends, but you know it's like. We're friends, you know, we get along, we vibe and, um, but then I, you know, I've heard things about how sometimes Africans from the continent um, um, feel that they're superior than than African Americans. Americans. Mm. And I don't know why that is though. I, I would like to understand because I, I don't, you know, it's like we all uh, have our roots there, yeah. you know, and um, I think about we came over here, we, we my ancestors, uh-huh. I say, uh-huh. um, not voluntarily, yeah. you know, we, we would have still been there, you know, but we were brought over here against our will and so we 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 dealt with the hand we're raised you know you know or gave (laughs) (laughs) and so so then we are where we are so i i don't understand why it is that way and i think you know um i was telling you about something i saw on social media uh where a guy who um he was European, I think, but he was he was just giving black people props for being able to dance. You know, yeah. he said, you guys, you, you guys just kill it, you know, but he was just, you know, just giving praise to um, but he said black people. So the African people in the comment were offended by that. You mean African people, you know, Uh, and because of the little boy that he was commenting on the video he showed, he was actually in Africa. He was African. And so I I was thinking, like, they're just giving black people props, Uh period, 
period. And so the culture they're raised in, that's what they know, black people, you know. And so uh, to take offense to that, I didn't understand why. It's like, it's just, he take the positive part of that. Yeah. Like, cause it was so positive, but they just found something negative to say about it instead of saying, thank you, yeah, we be grooving or whatever, you yeah. know. So it's disheartening, you know what I mean? And I think I don't... that's the downside to the world that we're living in, mm -hmm. that some people just have their own thoughts and opinions mm -hmm. and they just project that over a vast majority of people and mm -hmm. that becomes a truth or, or a general, generally accepted opinion. Mm -hmm. like, I comment on something that you shared, like just just like how you've heard or you know, just from word around that Africans from the continent have a superior mentality mm -hmm. when they come here. Like we back home too, like when I was in Nigeria, you would hear stories of Nigerians who who have lived here and had terrible experiences mm -hmm. from, from, from African Americans mm -hmm. and they make and when they come and they spread that word mm -hmm. and it becomes this this truth of oh this is who African Americans are mm -hmm. like you can't trust them mm -hmm. they're angry people they're violent they're mm -hmm. shady they're uncontrolled you know they don't but then when I got here I realized that no that's not true mm -hmm. like that may be true for their own for that individual's experience but I can't lump a whole group people, group into that generalization generalization right. that it's not healthy and, and i think it's the same way where like african-americans who had terrible experiences with africans mm -hmm. you know take that experience and make it a general truth mm -hmm. and I said, oh, that's not going to help us right you know that's not going to help us in the world that we are in today right and i i tell you something like there's a belief that i let me say, like, a lot of Africans believe that they are very spiritual people. Mm. But it's just religion. It's just... Nigerians can pray from today till tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like, But then you ask, like, if we're really that, really that spiritual, our life should be a lot more different than it is. Right? So it's like, oh, we're <laughs> religious. Like, oh, those guys, they're not religious. They don't, you know, look at the way they dress and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And, like, it's not about that. And mm -hmm. when I look at the character like Grandpa Toby in Lost in Translation, mm -hmm. is it, it comes from that place where, like, oh, I I know everything that is to know about God. Like, I pray, I read my Bible, I'm mm -hmm. anointed, you mm -hmm. know, and I'm not even going to wait to listen to you to actually, to actually hear what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and cast a demon. That is for you. I, yeah. I kind of like, when I think about that now, because I've heard stories too about like, you know, like the Baptist church, like here in America, like, you know, like African-Americans, like, like, like when I see people like, you know, praise break and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm curious, like, have you ever had that, that, like, did you grow up in that kind of experience where like in the trailer when the spirit happens, yeah. like, yeah. like, everybody, yeah. <laughs> like it's a whole show. Yeah. 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 So we, um. Part of my childhood, we were uh, raised Episcopalian, which is kind of similar to me, to um, Catholic. Okay. So that's kind of how the service went. Then we went to Baptist. And so, you know, that kind of thing, you know, it's like the 
choir was singing and then people would be yelling out, you know, oh, you know, <laughs> and passing out. Ugh. And then the Sling. usher would come and be fanning them or they'll come and be carrying them out. They'd be stiff as a board. <laughs> and, you know, we were young. So we're like, what is happening? Like, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. And then we went to the Pentecostal church and, you mm-hmm. know, they're getting it in, 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 in. You know, they got that music, you know, and everybody's dancing, you know. Got their little dance. When on. I think so, about goodness, yeah. and what it's done for me. Hey. When I think about goodness and how it set me free, I will dance, 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 dance. all night. Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> and it do be all night, service, <laughs> all night. You under the view talking about some, ugh. You know? Oh my yeah. goodness. Now, yeah. picture, <laughs> picture this, picture that. Like, if you were to take that experience and bring it to, a kid who who's not had anything remote to that, mm-hmm. who's you know being dumped, taken from home to home, and mm-hmm. just just you know in the foster care system, and just finally lands in a place where okay, there's spirituality that's being forced down her throat. Mm-hmm. My, my, I say that to ask this, ask, ask this question: how how can our generation or how can you know how can how can we do a better job at helping the younger generation or helping people who have gone through a hard time or hard life see the the hope and the joy and the life that comes with our faith you know that comes with having a, a great spiritual relationship with god how can we do a better job not 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 diluting it but influencing them in the right way and not just like forcing them to see how we see i don't know if, if, if i worded that question rightly i think do you understand what i just said i i think so um i think that for the the younger generation you you number one just have to live it but try to relate to them like where they are um, in order to draw them in, but be real Uh about what it is, what life is when you live this way, when you live for God. You know, it's not all um, cookies and cream, Uh you know? You you can still struggle and, you know, have these rough times, but the difference is that we have God and that's where our hope lies and where we hold on to say i can make it through this this is going to be okay no matter what so when you have god then you have that hope but when you don't then you don't have that hope but you don't know you don't have that hope because you don't know God. Yeah. So I think it's just being that example for them, seeing where they are and meeting them at their point of need, like God meets us yeah. at our point of need, you know? So if that's what you're asking. Yeah, I think I, 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 and I think that's what I like and respect about you. Like when I see when I see you, or when the first time I, f- I first met you, I was like, you, you carry such a, such a open and, and inviting um, essence mm-hmm. that, like you're happy, willing to connect, build relationships, mm-hmm. and yet you still have your anchor, you know, in faith. Mm-hmm. 
compared to I mean certain people who I've met who are like oh honey you don't know what I don't seen in this life like I know better than you and it's it's either like you go this way or you're going to hell you mm. know and they're not even willing to have conversations or even hear other thoughts mm. and and I think that just that just pushes people away mm-hmm. so and I, I, I sure. feel like that's that's what I I, I really just you know love to learn just doing life with you and seeing mm-hmm. you how just very open and I think that's what that's what our world needs today where mm-hmm. people who have relationship with the Lord mm-hmm. can do without their Christianese mm-hmm. when they're in places you know in places where people don't understand that right. and just take that light and just be open and right. not force things and not cast and bind at every opportunity that, right. you, that you get right. you know right. so um you know, to land, to land this plane, to land this plane. From the context of Grandpa Toby, is there anything that that sparks curiosity in you? Like, why is he the way he is? No, no. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, you know, you realize that. You know, he that's where he was raised and how he was raised. And he's just coming from that place, you know. So it's more of a I I feel like the differences in people need to be celebrated more. And we need to seek to understand rather than judge, you know, it's like, so why is he if you have a question, if you you look and you see, okay. What is up with that? You know, then you ask that question because you you want to know, like, why is that person like that? Because that's what's going to help you to more relate to them rather than push a person away. You know, because when you're judgmental, you're not drawing nobody in. Nobody. You know, but when you look and you see, okay, something must be going on instead of, you know, the knee jerk reactions we can have. When people might say or do something that that we don't like, um, then you know if you you take a second and not get offended immediately, mm. and then you kind of think, okay, something must be up. And of course, that for for me that took you know maturing and growing in Christ to be able to you know look outside yeah. and you know want to know why is somebody like that, and you know um, and pray for people instead of being like. What's up with her? You yeah. know, because <laughs> so. you were you were you were in the healthcare you know uh, industry like yeah you, you were you you and you have that experience where you meet a diverse group of yes. people yes you know all and, the time mm-hmm. I mean how with with this heart posture that you have how mm-hmm. how does that impact how you interact you know when you when in 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 healthcare when you're interacting with patients and, and people that have different experiences and different backgrounds and different mm-hmm. mindsets you know mm-hmm. um i think is is very helpful because you do see so many different people um from different places cultures things and you just kind of you know you you move kind of slowly at first because you don't you don't want to put people off or you don't want people to feel uncomfortable um being around you because a lot of um um cultures are different than Mm. I am, of course, you know, so, um, 
It's just kind of feeling it out. Some things, you know, you learn in school, they teach you about that, about cultures. This culture doesn't like you to like, just look at them. Like I'm looking at you, Mm -hmm. they don't like that. Or they don't like you to, they don't hug like that. They're not emotional. So you do learn some things in school, but some things you learn just by experience. You know, as they come in, it's like, you know, are they talkative? Do they want to talk to you? Or, you know, and you just kind of go with the flow of things, you know, but also, just learning. Sometimes people are afraid. Like when I worked in surgery, they're in there and they're just like tight-lipped and they seem like they're really mean or mad, but they're not. They're just scared. Hmm. But you learn that as you just being kind to them, being nice and asking them, you know, what can I do for you or whatever? And then you learn, okay, they're just afraid. They're not mean, you know, because people say, dang, she just cranky, you know, Hmm. but it's because they were afraid. So I think it's more taking the time to dig to try to understand like why are they acting that way when they come in or you know how do I approach this person to treat them that's just so. that's such a beautiful way to put it and, and to sort of you know cap this episode because you said taking the time mm-hmm. and I feel like when in, in everything that we do in our human interaction if we take our time things will not get lost in translation because it's not just words that get lost in translation. It's, it's even the non-verbals, you mm-hmm. know, the, the intentions, the motivations. Mm-hmm. But if I take the time and, and, and dig, like you said, and ask the questions, a lot, there's, there's more insight that will come. Like you have the uh, a much more rounder, rounded um, uh, opinion of, of that person's action mm-hmm. or words or, mm-hmm. you know, and it helps make a better decision and just makes life a better place. Yeah. So I like that. I like yeah. that. That's, 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 that's a good word. That's mm. a good word, darling. Mm. Wisdom. Mm, it comes mm-hmm. in the gray. <laughs> 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 yes, <yeah. laughs> uh, so, I mean, um, do you have any wise sayings to, 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 to leave us with as, as we, we wrap this episode wise saying um, mm, something the water wisdom what, rema, well, I would just say um, be kind to people mm. be patient um, and seek to understand before you form an opinion I love that be kind to people, seek to understand before you form an opinion. Mm-hmm. And that 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 cuts to the heart of, of what we're doing, you know, and the story of Lost in Translation because Grandpa is too just like, it's my way or the highway. <laughs> and Trisha is just like, I ain't got time for none of this. <laughs> right. You know? Right. And, and that, that's how we are as a people. Like, yeah. we are always swinging between those experiences and if mm-hmm. only we can just take time, mm-hmm. you know, Probably there won't be World War Three, you know. Hopefully, yeah. Okay. <laughs> let, let, let's hope. <laughs> let's hope. <laughs> all right, all yeah. right, all right. That was fun. Thank you, darling, for for being a part of this episode, for being a guest, you know, on this podcast. It was it was fun. I enjoyed it. I, you know, your smile kept kept me through the entire process. <laughs> <laughs> did it keep you awake like the sunshine? Oh, it did. <laughs> Darling, do you do poetry? You should do smoking words. Uh, no, I do words. not. No, no. I, can, I cannot talk in front of a whole bunch of people. I know, but you, you have that voice. You have that, like, that Maya Angelou vibe. Like, oh, shoot. It keep you alive. Like not Maya. <laughs> oh, my God. This has been fun. I really enjoyed myself. And I think we, we really touched on really beautiful points. And, and, and I think moving on from here, um, 
we're it's like we're building the bridge brick by brick mm-hmm. towards you know bridging the gap between mm-hmm. us as a people because as Africans from the continent and Af- African Americans, we are one and the same. Yes. We are more alike. Yes. It's just yes. over time, life has happened to us that has altered our experiences. Mm-hmm. But it's our duty to be able to circumvent that and come back to unity rather yes. than you yes. know allow yes. distance that divide us take take root. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for 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 where this goes and people that will see this and um, yeah. yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you, darling. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, well, it's been a beautiful time <laughs> on Lost Translation episode two. And Darlene has been a wonderful guest. Uh, we see, it's a beautiful ambience. We have the sun, you know, just rising above us. That's, I think that's a metaphor for the hope that we that we touched on in this episode. The hope of um, a better experience, a hope for a better relationship across cultures and uh, just amongst people groups. So, yeah, stay tuned to... Uh, Lost in Translation, the, the the web series, episode three coming out soon, and the podcast. You can catch it on our YouTube, on Creatorscope TV, on, uh, and on Instagram, Creatorscope channel. And um, yeah, my name is Damian Lafalabi, and uh, see you again. Hey.